if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few good reasons. First of all, it's free, so you really have nothing to lose. They have so many tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you can just be lying in your bed and record your podcast and they will also distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and many, many more platforms. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. For this week's episode, it's all about social media. I talked to Neha, she is a social media manager slash coach slash consultant, and she helps people, whether you're a business, a brand, an influencer, or you just want to grow your Instagram account, but you're kind of stuck. Because now Instagram has made it more difficult for people, especially new accounts, to grow organically, but that's where Neha comes and helps you along the way. So we've discussed Instagram posts, hashtags, reels, stories, um, and Niha shared so much advice, what to do, what not to do, how not to be shadow banned by Instagram, um, and so much more. Please stick around until the end if you want to hear a couple of more bonus questions that I've asked Niha. So thank you so much for listening, and thank you Niha for sharing all of the advice. I really hope you guys will benefit from the advice that you hear on this episode. So thank you guys again for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and review any of these episodes and see you next week for a new one let us start off by maybe you telling us what you do and and how you can help our listeners when it comes to social media Okay, sure. So I am, first of all, thank you for having me on here. I am an Instagram coach that's based out of London. I basically help uh, other coaches like in any industry, really like mindset, nutrition, um, and so on with their Instagram pages and I help them to grow and monetize their Instagram pages. Okay, nice. Well, I think a lot of people um, may need your help. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Instagram always changes its algorithm. And um, it really hurts, I think, new brands, new businesses who don't already have a huge following. Mm-hmm. Um, how can you tackle that? How can you yeah. make sure that um you're a brand, you're kind of new, you know, maybe like a couple of months in or a year in, but you struggle to grow organically. Yeah, of course. So number one, like don't buy followers, never buy followers. This is obviously um, not a great way to build your account because if you want to work with brands or if you want to become a coach, you want it to be authentic and you want to actually show that you have that audience engaging with you. Secondly, yes, the Instagram algorithm, um, it seems to always be changing and like it seems to be a bit crazy sometimes and we wake up and there's a change and you're like, what? just happened. But what I find is the best way to get through this for myself and my clients is um, to focus more on your content than thinking about the algorithm. Mm -hmm. So if you are offering content that is very helpful to your target market, helpful to your audience, then, then the algorithm doesn't matter because people will find you through that. 
Okay, so what I'm talking about is like content of value, so helpful advice. So as a coach, we offer helpful advice on like how-tos, tutorials, these types of things that people absolutely love. And so this type of content, regardless of the algorithm, will perform well. Okay, and um, what about shadow banning? Because like, I'm just bringing this up because um, like I've been looking for um, things that Instagram has incorporated uh, in the last few months that makes it really, really, really hard sometimes to stand out and to be seen even. So can you explain to people what shadow banning is and maybe how not to be shadow banned by Instagram? <laughs> so okay. what not to do? Yeah, so shadow ban is uh, something that happens that Instagram doesn't admit to. From what I know, they don't admit to it, but it does happen to accounts. So uh, basically what shadow ban is that is that if you use, for example, the same hashtags on every single post, or if you are deemed as spammy by Instagram, your account will not get any reach. So basically what happens is your hashtags won't work. So you won't show up in hashtags and you won't show up on the Explorer page. You will show up for your followers but with that um you know the reach to your followers is low because of the algorithm so mm -hmm. you show up to like a certain percentage of your followers uh but if you for example post and then you check a hashtag that you've used you won't appear in the hashtag so that is like literally the only way to check if you've been shadow banned or not um really but uh to overcome it it does take a little bit of time, time, so it does take like one to two weeks. So what I recommend is you can keep posting, but don't use any hashtags um, and just keep your posting to like, instead of like, if you were used to doing spammy posting, if you're posting like multiple times a day, keep it to like once a day. Um, and yeah, those are, I guess, the best ways to overcome shadow ban. You just have to wait for it to basically lift. And are hashtags really that necessary these days? Because it used to that the more hashtags that you add to your post, mm -hmm. the the quicker um, and the more chance you have to be discovered. But now, I don't know, it seems like it's not like that anymore. Am I right? Or <laughs> um, hashtags are still useful, but there's a lot of research that you have to do behind hashtags now. Um, so you're right, like back in the day when Instagram was a lot more easier and there wasn't really an algorithm there, it was a lot easier to appear and be found in hashtags. Now with hashtags, um, there's a lot of different mechanics behind it I guess we can say in terms of like you have to check the hashtags that you could have the most you're most likely to appear in you have you need to check the number of uses so it's like it's a little bit more complicated to use I know I can I see you right now and you're like ah. like how do you know yeah. you're using the right hashtag so your hashtag number one needs to be related to what your post is about. And then what I recommend, so some tips I recommend is using a hashtag for, with less than 300,000 uses. So you check the hashtag prior to using it to see how many people have used it. And then you can also check because there's a lot of hashtags that are banned on Instagram. So when you check that hashtag, for example, I'll give you a hashtag, hashtag boho. If you check that, there's actual a message that actually comes up that says this hashtag is banned. So you have to like individually check each hashtag to make sure that it's one that is usable for you. Wow. And why do those hashtags get banned? Is there a reason? Is it because it's like overly used? Yeah, exactly. So like, it's again, like with Instagram deeming that is too spammy. So with a lot of accounts that are sort of bot accounts, um, or people who are just trying to get found through hashtags, but are using a hashtag that has nothing to do with their post, Instagram will deem that hashtag spammy if it goes into like millions and millions of uses. 
right? So like mm. Boho, maybe there were accounts that were using it that actually had nothing to do with like a bohemian sort of theme yeah. to it. And so if there's like 7 million posts going out a day and they're all using the account, the hashtag Boho, Instagram's gonna deem that as spammy and sort of ban that hashtag. Okay, and does Instagram know, for instance, you're posting something that has to do with nature, that your hashtags are not related to nature? Do Does Instagram have a certain like scan, I don't know, way to recognize the kind of, because I've heard that, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, so this is something that I've heard as well. Um, they are able to scan a picture in terms of like, tell if there's a face in it, tell if there's <clears throat> writing on the image. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so Instagram can usually tell depending on also your engagement on the post, okay. what the post is about. And also in your caption, it can scan the words as well to make out for it. Yeah, there's That's a lot. Crazy, yeah. And yeah, there's a lot with Instagram. Like it's, you don't realize how much actually goes into it until you start actually like seriously looking into it and seriously like researching sort of behind, behind everything mm -hmm. that happens, you know? Yeah, they make it really hard for people. Yeah. But um, so why do you think that Instagram has changed so much? Is it because they make more money this way? Is it because people take advantage of their app? Um, but do you think that Instagram is making the right choice by changing their algorithms and adding things? Because they seem to, um, I'm not going to say steal, <laughs> But maybe like loan the idea of other apps. They took over mm -hmm. the Snapchat feature as in stories. They took over TikTok in reels. Um, what is your, like, what are your thoughts about that? Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, so um, definitely Instagram is like monopolizing the social media market. Like they want to own everything that everyone else has, you know, that is even deemed a competitor, like Instagram wants to own it. Um, or Facebook, I guess it is Facebook, because mm -hmm. Facebook originally bought Instagram. Um, but in terms of, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> so what am oh, I yeah. um, If you think it's a good or bad thing that Instagram is changing their algorithms so much and adding so many features. Yeah, so, so I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think it does make it complicated for like anyone to do, to like promote their products or services on there um, and to get that engagement that they originally got. But in a way, I also know that Instagram has made it so that you are getting posts in your feed that you are more likely to engage with. So if you, for example, are more likely to engage with posts from your friends and family, mm -hmm. those are the posts that you're going to see in your feed. And that's what Instagram wants because at the end of the day, they want people to stay on their platform for as long as, as long as you can, really, as long as possible. And you usually do that when you see like things you like, right? So you usually see that when you see posts that you like from people you like. So mm. this is how Instagram is functioning, in my opinion. When it comes to ads, yes, definitely. Like sponsored posts is a big one. That's how they make the money. So they are definitely going that way. Do I hope that the ads calm down? Yes, I do hope that as well, because it is annoying to see sponsored posts in your feed all the time. As a social media manager, what do you tell your clients who are um, probably 24-7 almost on the app, um, trying to grow, trying to, you know, sell their whatever they're doing on there? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, what is your advice to people um, whose job is social media? Yeah. Do you think 
they should treat it as a nine to five job? Like what is a healthy way to use the app, I guess? Like, do you mean in terms of if you are um, any sort of business that needs to use social media to grow? Is that what you mean? Or as a social media manager, if you're a social media manager? Just people who have to be on social media because it is their job. But obviously you can't use it 24-7. Otherwise you go bananas. (laughs) So what is your advice for people who, um, who, who who just have a really hard time kind of separating the two worlds? Yeah. So what works for me and a lot of my clients is we create like a structure around their social media because, you know, it, it does take away from like family time and personal time because you're on here and you're trying to grow and you're engaging and you're doing you're researching hashtags and you're trying to find that content. So it can take hours and hours unless you have like a structure around it. So mm-hmm. what I recommend is really putting like time frames in place. So, you know, if you have time, maybe maybe batching content, right? So maybe once a week you go in on a Sunday and you say, okay, I'm going to make all my content for the week or even better yet for the month. And I'm going to make it today. And then you make all of your content and you spend like that day just doing all social media and then you're done. And all you have to do is schedule it in or you save it as a draft and then you post it out. So this really takes away from um, your creation in terms of Mm -hmm. content. And then when it comes to like the other things like hashtags and engagement, this is where more structured daily structure comes in. So spending maybe 20 minutes here and there and having like a set routine around it. So for me, like I know by like around six or seven in the evening, my phone goes away. It's not even near me and I don't answer anything. And so, and this is like, I feel like for mental health purposes as well, it's very, very important because it can be a lot like social media can be a lot and, you know, like comparison syndrome comes up and um, it can just be crazy on Instagram and TikTok and all these other platforms. So definitely like structuring your time, sorry, definitely structuring your time and, um, like being very aware of your triggers as well and knowing when you start to feel it so you can like sort of stop it is very important yeah but it's different for everyone I guess some people can easily spend um you know eight to twelve hours a day on Instagram or any other social media platform and they don't really you know feel the negative effects of it and then you have people who are more sensitive to it, I guess. So I guess, you know, it's very personal. But um, so we just uh, discussed posts. You mentioned uh, hashtags, how to use them, what to do, what not to do. Let's switch over to Reels. That's the newest feature on Instagram, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Um, So, okay, Reels, in my opinion, are so unnecessary, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. (laughs) Because um, yeah. I feel like people have just discovered TikTok and they were mm-hmm. loving it. And then before you knew it, Instagram was like, hey, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, come back to us. So uh, Reels, how do we use Reels? What do you have to do? What not to do? Any advice that you can share there? Sure. So Reels, yes, was 100% created. Like I feel like during COVID time when the lockdown sort of happened, when TikTok sort of went like went off, like when a lot more people, including like myself, the older audience started downloading it and using it. They were like, of course, Instagram is going to probably, if they're not able to buy it, they'll do Mm -hmm. it themselves. Right. So how to use Reels? Um, Reels is a really good feature that I recommend everyone use right now, just because the algorithm on it is really loose. So if you are someone who wants engagement, if you're 
are someone who's wanting to grow, then this is a fantastic feature to jump on right now. Mm -hmm. And I will mention that for any new feature, Instagram releases, be the first to jump on it because it's really going to help you with that. They promote new people. They promote people who use their new features. Okay. Mm -hmm. So with the reels, number one, like you have to have a little bit of a structure to it. Um, now I know the structure in terms of my coaching clients. So this is what, like, there's, there's certain things I recommend. Um, but in other clients, like you have to think about, um, is, is the, is what you're posting entertainment? Is it more educational? Is it inspirational? And then you create sort of your content around that. A great way is researching. So just scrolling through reels and seeing what people are posting and being inspired mm -hmm. by that. You may also find different sounds like audio and music that comes up more than two or three times, which means it's trending. So you can use that audio for your own, which is a great way to get found as well. Um, in terms of like, I can tell you a structure in terms of my coaching clients, I always say like, have like a attention grabbing headline, you know, at the very beginning, show your face, if you can, you can use audio, if you don't like talking, give tips, share value, and then a call to action at the end. So this is sort of the method that continues to work if you're sharing the right type of value and content. Hmm, okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. And um, what about um, brands who are completely new so who at this moment don't have a page yet they don't have an instagram page a facebook page nothing they're just yep. new and they're launching in let's say a couple of months what advice do you have for those kind of brands because i mean people who have their instagram page for years obviously it's very easy for them because they already have a following but brands come up every single month you know every single day <laughs> there's a new brand who launches something in the world mm -hmm. and then what <laughs> like what do yeah. you do what's like the first step or couple of steps that can help grow organically yeah so what i recommend is definitely like don't wait for the perfect post, like just start, just start because all brands evolve over time. Like what your mm -hmm. account looks like now may not may be completely different from a year from now, but just start to start sharing your product, your services, how you can help people, how you help people and start getting out there and engaging with other accounts. So engaging with your target customer, engaging with other brands within your niche, collaborating, like collaborations are a huge one, you know, get on a live, like talk to people and get on a live with someone who has more followers than you that's a great way to reach another audience another thing i'll recommend is to not just not have all your eggs in one basket so if you are for example a product-based business um go on pinterest you know pinterest is huge for this sort of thing you show off your images on pinterest and link them to your instagram if you want to grow that way or link them to your website you know so there's a lot of different um there's so many different platforms find the best one for you. Instagram is a great one, of course, that everyone I feel like should be on. It's just sort of a given that if you're not on Instagram, it's sort of like, where's this person? Um, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And just get started. Like, don't wait. I think one of the biggest things is people want everything to be perfect, but just get started. Like nothing's ever perfect and you're, you're going to do well. Just get started <laughs> mm, yeah that's that's good advice for sure um so we've been talking about instagram for <laughs> for a lot um maybe let's switch to to other social media platforms uh which platforms do you think are essential for 
uh, for brands again, <laughs> yeah. um, or for people who just want to have a great following. Do you think Facebook is still relevant? Um, yeah. Do you think that? I mean, obviously TikTok. I don't know if you ha- if you have anything to say about that app because they're also different and they also serve for different purposes. You know, exactly. Yeah. Not every brand is on TikTok or mm-hmm. and Instagram and and and. Um, so yeah, I don't know, maybe let's pick Facebook. Is that still relevant? <laughs> yeah. So you're completely right. Like it's so different, um, for every brand because it depends on who your target market is and where, where your target market is as well. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Instagram is sort of a given because I feel like everyone is on there. Um, Facebook is around <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like most brands have Facebook pages um, and I do feel like groups are really big on Instagram, on Facebook, sorry, right now. Mm -hmm. So like having private communities and starting groups where you can really connect with your audience is a really good thing to do right now. Um, Maybe like a VIP, if you have like VIP clients or something, that's a nice way to sort of um, have that on Facebook. Also just thinking about like, are your clients more on Facebook, which is, I feel like a little bit more of an older generation now, or are they on TikTok, which is, I guess, millennials and sort of younger now, like you'll see more Gen, Gen Z, I think is next yeah, uh, on there, right? So, yeah. Um, so are they on TikTok? Um, and so I think like taking it from there, that's the easiest way. I'd also say like, don't overwhelm yourself. Uh, don't go on like five different platforms thinking like you want to be everywhere because you can only take on so much at the end of the day. So start with one or two um, and, you know, start growing your audience from there. And then slowly as you're growing as a business, you start to branch out as well. Mm, okay, interesting. What about YouTube? Because I completely mm. forgot about YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, YouTube is so different than mm-hmm. any other app because it's all about video, um, and it's not—it's not for everyone. Um, but yeah, what about YouTube? Because YouTube is, I think, next to Instagram, the second or maybe the first biggest social media yeah. platform to. Mm-hmm earn money, to grow a following. Um, but how do you how do you use YouTube in the right way? Okay, so first I'll just say I'm not a YouTube expert. I don't have a YouTube channel yet. I'm not sure if I'm gonna have one. But for me, what I've seen from speaking to like my friends who are on YouTube and from uh, just like articles I read is that YouTube is very much like entertainment or educational. This is what I've seen. Yeah. So if you have something to share, If you have like a long form video where you're talking for like 15, 20 minutes, uh, YouTube is a great place to be, you know, because it is like, um, it's its own little search engine. And a lot of people search on YouTube for how to do things, right? So YouTube is a great place to be if you're sort of into, um, if you have that information to share. Mm -hmm. Again, like, YouTube videos, I feel can be time consuming. So for me, it's all about like how much time do things take because time is money and we only have so many hours in the day, you know? So if you have the time to make a YouTube video and you have great information to share, like go for it and you can connect it to your Instagram and there's so many places you can share it, Mm. but it depends definitely on your scheduling and what you, what you're sharing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And let's talk about, um, the courses that you provide for people. Mm -hmm. So you obviously explained in the beginning what you do, but can you go deeper in that and explain to people who, um, again, new brands or influencers or just anyone who is trying to really 
grow their social media platforms, but like really do it in, in a good way, professional okay. way. Um, how do you help those people? How can they reach you? And what goes into a course or multiple courses? I don't know. Okay. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> okay. So right now what I offer is um, an Instagram accelerator program. So this is specifically for coaches and consultants at the moment. This is like a 12 week program where we basically create like all of your strategies and I'm coaching you throughout this program. Um, my clients who have gone through the program, like hundred percent have increased their followers and increased their client list. A lot of them were new as well. So this is something that's, um, I don't want to say guaranteed, but it does really, really help you, you know? So so right now, I will say the program is actually full until um, the end of April. Now, um, yeah, so that's that. And that's just like the new uh, the new program, I guess, because I take three months lots it just is starting next week. So it's completely full. However, I also offer strategy sessions. So these are one to one intensives where I work you specifically on your content strategy, which is like really the base of all your of all your Instagram growth and monetization. Mm -hmm. If you can get your content strategy right and get super clear on your target market, you, everything else just sort of starts to fall in place. So this is like a two hour session where I work with coaches and consultants and some service based businesses on this. Um, we meet over Zoom and we discuss content. I get you like super clear on it. You're what your strategy is. We work on the structure around it. We work on your content calendar um, and we make sure like a lot of my clients, their goal is to, for example, just get more clarity and have more time with their families. So I help them sort of create that within this content strategy sessions. So people who want to reach out to you, people who, who hear this and are like, oh my, I need help. Mm -hmm. uh, how can they reach out to you? Yep. So you can reach out to me on my Instagram. It's at uh, Neha, N-E-H-A dot social. Uh, you can just DM me. Let me know that you like listen to Karima's uh, podcast and that's where you heard of me. So then I will know exactly where you came from. Uh, and then you can just DM me your questions there and we can chat. So you've heard it. If you need any help to grow your social media platforms, please reach out to Niha. She has a lot of experience and will gladly help you along the way. So Niha was so gracious to answer a couple of more bonus questions. So the first bonus question is how do you come back from uh, an Instagram hiatus? If you haven't posted in two weeks, three weeks, a month, couple of months because you just needed a break we all need a break sometimes um, and you come back to your page and you notice that your engagement and reach has dropped significantly so how do you come back from that so this is very common and the reason it happens is because when you're not posting the people who are were engaging with your content are now engaging with other people's content Mm -hmm. So they are now going to get these other people who are consistently posting to their feed, their content in their feed, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that when you post, because you haven't posted in so long, your content is not as popular anymore. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. like, yeah, so it's going to be harder for you to get into people's feeds unless you are consistently posting. Um, if you take like a two to three day break, it doesn't really affect it. But two weeks, yes, it will really affect it. So maybe you are just someone who loves beautiful Instagram pages where everything seems to fit perfectly, the colors are beautiful, um, but is it still relevant to have an aesthetic Instagram page or is that something of the past? Let's ask Niha. 
So this really depends on what you do. If you are like a travel blogger, then yeah, you probably want to have like a really beautiful feed of all these beautiful landscapes and stuff. But if you're like a coach or you're um, offering educational advice, it's not as important. The biggest thing is how are you helping people? Because at the end of the day, if you are going to, for example, if you're going to follow an account of someone who teaches Instagram, are you going to go to an account that's pretty but doesn't really give you anything or are you going to follow an account that actually gives you so much value and is providing you so much interesting advice that you can use right away right Mm -hmm. and like when it comes to your aesthetic so that comes like second I would say so once you have like your content strategy down then you look at your aesthetic because that that also helps you uh, get remember like be more memorable uh, so that when people see your colors of your post they can sort of say okay this is this person's post like without even like looking at your name you know so it sort of makes you memorable but first is always value like what type of value are you providing and then lastly the last bonus question is what happens when instagram disables your account when you're not even spamming you don't know what you're doing wrong but still you cannot log in to your account you don't know why you've been disabled So it's a tricky thing. Instagram doesn't tell you why they have disabled your account. So you just keep guessing and you really don't know what you've done wrong. So I've asked Niha, maybe she knows why. So this is what a lot of spammy accounts do. So you'll see those accounts, you know, that are like DM to collab and like, this is great. Or they just leave emojis. Like it's a very spammy thing to do. And when people sort of um, hire, and I'm not saying this person has hired anyone to do this, but when certain accounts hire or or like pay for services to get like people to comment on their behalf, these are the type of comments get left and Instagram then deems them as spam because a lot of bots do that that sort of thing as well right so this is why like your account will get disabled because it seems like you're spamming if you're just going crazy engaging with other people and liking and following and liking and following right so you like the my recommendation is if you are someone who is new or hasn't yet engaged like that much start off slow and build it up over time. So like start off with maybe engaging with like 10 accounts a day and then next week, 15 and the week after 20, you know? So you have to really build it up. That's the only way or else it will be disabled. Your account will be disabled. So that was it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please take a minute to subscribe if you haven't already and review one of the episodes. Thank you so much for joining me and see you next week for a new episode.